Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So I'm just doing this episode <laughs> because it was announced on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, that Draymond Green has been suspended for game three for, uh, you know, his stomping, stepping on, whatever you want to call it, uh, on uh, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, Joe Dumars. His name was on the official release, and he... (laughs) I mean, I'm a little incredulous right now that Draymond got suspended. Uh, To me, it was one of those things where, you know, more so than anything, you don't, as, you know, the NBA front office, you don't want to affect a series like this uh, in this way because you're essentially just saying like, okay, you know, you're down 2-0 and then here's your – Here's your suspension, and you know that affects series. I mean, we saw this in 2016. It's funny for me because I saw on Tuesday, uh, Shams, he tweeted out that it's unlikely <laughs> that Draymond would get suspended. And, you know, I read read it really quickly, and I thought it said he was getting suspended. It was likely he was getting suspended. And so I tweeted that out, and I messaged people. And then I looked at it again, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it says unlikely. So I was like, cool. Uh, But then a few hours later, it's like he's getting suspended. So I was like, wait, what? Did did I read this wrong again? I don't think it warranted a suspension, especially with the stakes being what they are. It said something about, you know, his past history of unsportsmanlike behavior, misconduct, whatever. Uh, But, you know, I get it. I get it to some extent because, hey, Adam Silver was in the building and all the all the extracurriculars after the incident when Draymond was goading on and taunting the crowd and getting into it, shouting matches with fans. Uh, that doesn't play well <laughs> in front of Adam Silver, especially when it's live and he's in the arena seeing it all play out in real time with his own eyes. So I can see that. I can see that. And it's unfortunate, you know, I mean, if, you know, Draymond had just kind of like chilled (laughs) and not tempted fate, perhaps this wouldn't have happened. Uh, But he is who he is. And we know that that fire is what makes him who he is, as he's always said, these past, whatever, 10, 11 years. And I mean, it was funny for me because I was like, man, imagine, I mean, you know, the series isn't over yet, but I was like, imagine if the Warriors were down 3-0 or 3-1 and he was going to miss the next game. There's a chance that could have been his last basketball play in a Warriors uniform. You know, thankfully, it's only 2-0 and win or lose, there's at least one more game that Draymond would play in Chase Center. But, you know, it really, really puts the Warriors' backs against the wall. So, whereas before this series started, we were like, you know, feeling confident that this team had at least shown enough to get past the first round, that they could get a 1-1 split. And then when that didn't happen, it's like, okay, next game, you know, come back, uh, hold serve at home, 
even it up two and two, and then best out of three, right? That's the psychology of these kinds of series. But now it's like, okay, you don't have your heart and soul, your defensive mastermind quarterback, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's a handful of guys on this team who haven't performed as we would have hoped they would have in this series, but benches don't play as well on the road, especially in the playoffs. So you bring it back to Chase Center and you got to figure something out. You know, you got to figure something out. You have, you know, their bench right now. It's Dante DiVincenzo, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jamichael Green, and yes, Anthony Lamb. So some of those guys uh, are going to have to make up the difference somehow, some way for Draymond Green's absence. We saw last season, that three-month stretch when Draymond was out, how that affected the team last year. And it's it's tough. It's tough without him. But you're at home. It's the playoffs. And you're going to need basically at least a few of those guys to really, really, really step up. And you're going to need, I mean, at least two dudes to have excellent shooting nights. Clay, Steph. Jordan Poole breaks out of it. John Kaminga, maybe his uh, athleticism because he's getting a chunk of minutes. He'll get 25 minutes, hopefully. I mean, actually, I take that back. <laughs> there could be a scenario where Kurt plays him and he doesn't play well initially and the Warriors get down by eight and you don't see Kaminga until maybe the second half again. You know, that could happen. But ideally, Kaminga shows us something, right? Because he is right now a power forward. And if you run him out at home, just hopefully he can give Kerr enough that Kerr leaves him out there, right? Like I would want to give him a longer leash personally, but of course I'm not the coach. <laughs> so, hey, who knows? Maybe this is a game where Kaminga shows us that he's ready to take a step forward. Right. Like he hasn't played well in the first two games and he hasn't gotten the minutes. So maybe he can rev his engines a little bit and uh, really, really affect the game in a way that we haven't seen so far. That being said, you know, maybe you run out lineups with uh, him, Wiggins. Uh, maybe you go super small and just try to outscore them like crazy. Uh, maybe put Lamb in there just to have a thicker body. You know, maybe Moody for rebounding, uh, Jamichael Green just to <laughs> just to foul the hell out of guys. But you know, on the flip side, you have the Kings, and as we've seen, benches don't travel as well. So will Alex Len? I mean, even with Draymond out and smaller team out there in front of him, will he be able to? Uh, get off the way he did in the first two games? Will Malik Monk shoot as well? Will Trey Lyles have that big of an effect? So these are things. This is why you play the game. And to me, there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, you look at this and it's like it's not looking good, right? You could just see if this game trends the way the previous two go, more or less, 
then that's a 3-0 deficit, right? But we'll see how it plays out. Some guys will have to play really inspired, out of their minds. The Warriors will have to show that they have this you know, extra gear that we honestly haven't really seen too many times this season, especially without Draymond. So in a way, this series and this team against the Kings so far has looked more like the uh, <laughs> Warriors versus the Raptors series than any other series throughout this dynasty, right? If you think about it, the Warriors in the playoffs, in the finals, they've lost to the Cavs and they've lost to the Raptors. When they lost to the Cavs, you know, again, that was Draymond was involved with a suspension in that one, but you know, they just couldn't hit shots. You never felt like they were outmatched, but it was a question of some excellent performances by Kyrie Irving and LeBron James and just the tide turning, stuff like that. But you never felt that it was like, you know, they got nobody there who can support the team against the Raptors. It was one of those things where Durant was out, Clay was out, and Steph kind of looks around and it's like, who's there to to help him out? And then when Clay came back, it felt like they were making that move. That game six, where Clay went out with the ACL, you know, that felt like one of those magical games until the injury, right? So they would need something similar to that because right now it's like Steph and Clay and Draymond were, even though they had a ton of turnovers and they were at fault a lot for that uh, game two loss, especially it's like they got to look around and say, who is going to step up and they can't look around and just be like, I got no help. That being said, it's, it's like no disrespect to the 2019 bench guys, but uh, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Poole, Moody, like that's not uh, Jonas Jerebko. That's not Alfonso McKinney. That's not Quinn Cook. So they have the ability, the potential to play up. It's just, will they? And that's the critical thing. Like what is in the heart of this team, you know, do they have it? They're at home against a Kings team that is playing them really well, that is well coached, well strategized. But this is not the uh, 96 Chicago Bulls, right? This is not a dynasty team. Can you bring it? So that's the challenge because if they go down 03, uh, that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? They'd have to win four games in a row and they would have to win two games in Sacramento. The Warriors are not a good road team. And I believe they only won four in a row two or three times this season uh, at most. So that would be an impressive feat, but man, <laughs> that's round one, <laughs> right? So uh, I think... <laughs> this is not the finals. This is not the Western Conference finals. So we're seeing what the Warriors have right now. And, you know, take a one game, one series at a time. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, this is not a good development. But, you know, when you're tested, you know, how you react to adversity and all that stuff, all those platitudes and sayings, uh, then we'll see. Then we'll see. You know, if they lose 0-3, 
and then they lose the series, you know, maybe it's a gentleman's sweep. And, you know, then there's the whole conversation about what happens to this franchise and the guys on it and the contracts and all that stuff moving forward. You know what I mean? Uh, A lot of thoughts on that. I haven't wrapped my head around that since maybe, you know, a couple a couple months ago, since before even Gary Payton came back into the lineup. So that's a whole nother conversation that uh, a lot of us will have if the Warriors flame out in this series. But it's going to be high drama. You know what I mean? It's not going to be – I don't expect a blowout by the Kings, but – you know, if it is, then that's unfortunate because you want to see the Warriors scratch and claw and brawl for their lives. And to me, uh, the drama is just ratcheted up, you know, because I felt like you could kind of, you know, if Draymond was playing and they were whole, that there would be a good chance that they would take game three. But now it's like, now you put that question out there. And I mean, I'm sure the Kings, like, they're looking at this like, hey, this is our chance. We could put a nail in the coffin in this dynasty, you know, and put a nail in the coffin in this series and really cement ourselves as like, finally, you know, Vivek would be like, oh my gosh, I finally not only have a team that's better than the Warriors, but I beat the Warriors and ended them. So a lot is at stake. You know, there's probably other things I haven't thought of yet, uh, but a lot is at stake in terms of storylines for this game three and uh you know uh we'll see we'll see i'm i'm gonna be really really interested and i (laughs) kind of wish the game was was tonight because i can't wait to see it just to see the uh the narrative of this whole thing unfold and see how guys rise up how they compete you know what i mean like this is why we watch sports you know (laughs) we don't watch it for bs suspensions but uh you know you like to see how people perform and respond in these tough, difficult situations. So anyway, that's all I got for now. Uh, I'll see you after game three. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.